Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, I'm joined today by Rosemary. Hello, everybody. And we want, we're going to continue in this journey. Christ is risen. So how do we live? Can you imagine what it would have been like, what the apostles and the disciples would have felt knowing that Jesus had ridden, it would have been such an incredible experience. They'd been there and seen the brutality of his death. They would have known where he had been buried. They watched from afar, some of the writers tell us. They'd seen it. And then all of a sudden they get news that he's alive. And then he appears to them and appears to them multiple times. It must have been seriously confusing. Imagine if someone that you love dearly passed away and then they walked through the door. It would, be, it, w- it would be that shocking if my father walked in here right now. It would be shocking to me. And it would have been like that. Well, uh, how do they cope? Jesus is now appearing to them. How do they cope? Well, Peter does in one particular way. And we're going to read from John's Gospel, chapter 21. And and we're going to start in verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we'll go with you. And they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught Nothing. It's just a great passage of scripture. You were sharing with me before. Yes, that Peter's um, verbalization of I'm going fishing was very much him expressing, you know, I'm in a confused state of of, um, my life. Um, Jesus has risen, but, you know, I've got to fully understand what does that mean? They would have been discussing it. And it was so um, confusing for him that he felt like, well, I'm just going to go back to what I know I can do. I can fish. I've been fishing for 30-odd years or however many years he had. And the disciples join him. They say, well, we'll come with you. And they catch nothing. They've gone, been out again all night and caught nothing. And this um, is also depicted in Luke's gospel earlier in the, um, the gospel readings of Luke or the writings of Luke. And it, it is where Jesus calls Peter but reminds him that I've called you not to be fishers of fish anymore but fishers of men. And this same story, this same calling, Jesus comes and he tells Peter again, this is who you are now. This is who you've become. This is where you're going. So Peter's really probably very confused because I would be, what's my next step? What's the next direction I should be going in? What do you know? I know Jesus said he was going to rise from the dead and he's risen now. So now what does, what does that all mean? And Jesus gives him, out of love, direction. He gives him comfort. He he tells him, you are who I have called you to be. Come. And then as the story unfolds where they they sit and have a meal with Jesus, Jesus then looks at Peter and asks Peter, do you love me three times? Hmm. 
And I know that this is an important story of where he's in many ways, um, where Jesus denied Christ three times, he's now telling Christ, I love you three times. But more than that, Jesus is giving him direction for his life because he says to him, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. I'm telling you now, I've called you, I'm reminding you, I've called you. Now, this is what I want you to do next. Mm. There are so many of us who have to be reminded of who we are, don't we? There are so many of us who get lost in our journey through life and the resurrection makes a difference. The resurrection makes a difference. It's not a so what. It's a, it's, it's a fact that it changes our lives. Uh, just only a few minutes ago, I received a, an email from a woman I don't know who just told me about her son and how difficult life is for him and how so, how he's just so lost and he, need, and he needs to be found. And any of us who are parents, we know what it's like for our heart to break for those we love, our children. And and, and yet, yet her world is so full of people that are lost who need to start again. That's what the resurrection is. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you today uh, maybe need to uh, have got lost in some way. I, I just received even earlier today another message from someone who just said, you know, 12 months ago when I did Lent with you in 2021, you talked about what it would mean and the changes that I would make in my life. We get letters like this all the time. And it has transformed me. See, that's what the gospel's meant to do. That's what the resurrection does. It changes us with power. But we have to open our life to it. And it goes back to what we said uh, on the first day of this series is that so many people just stop at the end of Lent, go back to uh, at the end of Easter, stop and go back to where they were rather than push on, go on deeper in their relationship with God. Jesus reminds Peter, this is who you are. He just doesn't tell him this is your job, but he says this is who you are. The resurrection is about being reminded of who we are and from that new place, being able to start again to begin again. Well, as I was coming to today, I was thinking about uh, asking you for your help today. We're not embarrassed to ask for your help. The Bible tells us that's exactly what we're meant to do, to ask people to participate in proclaiming the, the gospel because there's so many of your sons and daughters, your husbands and wives, who need to hear that they are loved by God. They're, they need to know that they can begin again, that the resurrection changes everything. And I want to thank so many people who stand with us who make it possible for us to take the gospel all over the world. I wish you could see what we see and why we believe so much that the gospel is the hope of the world. It's the hope of the world. Jesus is the hope of the world. And we have to make sure that we can get that message out to as many people as we can. I thank everybody who contributes to us. I call a faith builder because that's what you're doing. You're building the faith of people. To our faith builder partners, those who've gone in and set up a way through our website to give a little or to give much, I want to say thank you to you because we seriously couldn't do this. Our team couldn't do this without you to take the gospel with to people all over the world. Uh, I wrote a little book some time ago called Begin Again. And it's such an Easter message where we get the chance to begin again. 
And on the back cover, I was reading what, and it says this, have you ever made a mistake, done something seriously wrong, or missed an opportunity and felt so disappointed with yourself that you just could not pick yourself up? Have you ever noticed how one decision can have huge ramifications throughout your whole life? God has an amazing plan for you right now, no matter who you are or what you've been through. Uh, you can, you know, uh, it's so true. The resurrection gives us the opportunity to start again, to begin again from the place where we are. To all of you who contribute, I'll send you this uh, for whatever amount you want to give. We've made a commitment not to sell our stuff. We just, on the whole, don't believe that's what God's asked us to do. We want to make sure everybody can get it for as cheap as we can possibly make it for people to give. Uh, but we also, and to get it, but we also realise that we need people to be able to contribute far more than the value of the book. And effectively, you help us to give this to others and to all of you that do. We are so tremendously grateful. But if you if you, uh, uh, you go into our Give tab or you go to this address on the screen, you determine how much you want to give in order that we can proclaim the gospel, that we can tell people that, that God has not given up on them, that they are saved because of the resurrection, you know. Amazing what God has done for us. And that's what our ministry wants to do, to proclaim to people what Jesus has done and they can walk forward with their head held high because it's Christ in us that makes us worthy. And look what he has done for us. And we don't want to just stop at Easter, at the resurrection. We want to move on in our whole life towards what God has for us. I'm sorry for being so emotional, but if you read the mail here, if you spoke to the people here, the gospel changes people's lives. We don't. And the world needs it. The world is desperate for God right now. We, let's pray. Loving God, we know that the resurrection is all about beginning again. It's all about beginning again. It's all about being able to take that power and to live it and to go to deeper in your places. Lord God, I pray, I pray that you would continue to touch the lives of men and women, not just through our ministry, but through the ministries of all the people around the world who are proclaiming you. The gospel is the hope of the world. And I thank you for all those people who do support us, all those people who are with us and we with them in proclaiming you. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you. Bless you, everybody. Thank you for walking this daily devotional journey through Lent with Bruce Downs and the team. We're praying for you in this holy season. If this podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to share it with others. You can connect with us on social media. And if you would like access to more content, head to our website at brucedowns.org.